Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. It's so good to be with you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I, I want to uh, uh, say something this morning uh, before I begin uh, uh, concerning abortion. Um, I worked in the factory and it was probably the late 80s. Um, yeah, it was the late 80s. And um, I uh, knew someone and um, uh, they um, became pregnant and they were married and uh, they had two children already. And so uh, her husband uh, pressured her to get an abortion because they wanted to pay off their house and buy a minivan. And uh, she had just got born again right before that. I'd led her to the Lord. And uh, so uh, I prayed for her, and she was going to Louisville, and I prayed several weeks when I found out and what she was going to do. And I told her, I said, you're going to open a bag of worms in your life. And uh, But she went ahead, but... Um, God did so many things to try to stop her, to get her to change her mind. And so I come back to work, and um, I was just heartbroken because she had went through with it. And I couldn't even talk to her, couldn't even look her in the face. And God said, well, she's going to need you now more than ever. And so I was able to talk to her, and uh, she did open a can of worms in her life. And uh, all for a house paid for or a minivan. And uh, I was just heartbroken. And, and um, so I know that child is waiting for me in heaven. Amen. Because I tried to save that child's life. And, uh, but her husband ended up divorcing her. Her life is still a wreck today. And so, you know, um, you can't be forgiven of that. Amen. But this, 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 um, this um, easy attitude toward it is sickening. It is just very sickening. And even women that have an easy attitude toward it is just, um, uh, I think it's just horrible. And uh, so uh, uh, abortion is a, a sensitive issue with me because I can see what, how the devil plans it and, and how he uses it against people and against the unborn. Amen. And so, you know, I've got five grandchildren, Greg and I. Uh, no, six, six. They keep growing. Hallelujah. <laughs> six grandkids. Amen. And um, so I've got to tell you about them a minute. Uh, Jude the Dude. We call him Jude the Dude. And uh, he, I uh, had him the other week. And uh, so I said, we're going to clean out the garage and uh, the older one, Joel, he's nine. He was, okay. I said, you guys are going to help me. And, okay, Joel helped me. And Jensen, the, he just turned five in June. Jensen, uh, he wants no part of it. And I said, you're helping or you're going to get a nap, you know. And Jude, he's, you know. And so uh, basically Jude just about halfway and so me and Joel, we got it cleaned up. And so that afternoon they was talking about uh, uh, how nice I was and wasn't. 
Jude decided I was not very nice. I was just halfway nice, you know. I think the other half was in the garage when I was uh, telling him, you know, we're doing this, we're doing that. But, uh, but I think he got over it, amen. So, but uh, then we got Aiden. He's uh, 15, going to be 16. And he's driving. Uh, he's got his permit. And uh, he's not, we live along the highway, and part of our driveway is gravel, and part of it's blacktop. And so he hasn't quite got the knack of backing out and taking off. He backs out about as fast as he goes down the highway. And there goes our gravel, you know, every place. And, of course, now we got baby Josie. And uh, Josie is about as round as she is tall. And uh, so she is just cute little dumpling. And, uh, but, you know, the kids have always been uh, real fond of me, but baby Josie likes her mom and dad. She wants them. So if they're around, uh, you're nothing. You know, she wants her mommy and daddy. But she's learning to crawl. And uh, so uh, they're quite a joy. Amen. And, and uh, a lot of fun. Hallelujah. Well, are you ready for the Word of God this morning? Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you, Lord, that for your Word. And Father, your Word is a standard which we live by. Your Word is, 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 is so important to us, Lord. We love you. We love your Word. And we keep your Word. And Father, we thank you today for what you've laid on my heart to impart, to minister on Lord and I thank you for the anointing I thank you we have ears to ears to hear and a heart to receive it today from you in Jesus name and everyone says amen, amen. well um uh you know um this this morning um I want to talk about knowing the timing of God and uh you know um a lot of times we were taught, I remember in school, the five W's. The who, the what, the why, the where, and the when. And then you'd throw in there how. If you were going to tell a story, you needed those things in there. And a lot of times we get from God the who. We know that's us and God. We know he'll tell us the what. He'll tell us the where. He'll tell us how. But we forget to ask about the when. Because everything we get, we think it's just right now. It's going to take place right now. It's going to happen right now. And uh, I remember years ago in our town, uh, there was a minister I knew, and he was coming to another church in our town. So some of us went over to hear him. And uh, there was a, a couple that pastored a church in another town close to us. And uh, so, but their heart was really in mission, missionary work. And so this minister prophesied to him, he prophesied that uh, they would be back on the mission field. And, uh, you know, the word was true. It was from God. That was their heart. And he had some other things for him concerning the mission field. But within two weeks, they quit pastoring, left the church without a pastor, and went on to the mission field. And uh, in other words, they didn't wait for God's timing. They got that word, that word was in their heart, and so boy, off they go. And here they left a church with no pastor. They go on the mission field, um, I think it was about a month, and I heard they come back off of the mission field and was done with the mission field. 
you know, at that time. Now, I don't know what's happened to them since, but, you know, they got out of the timing of God. Amen. Because God has a timing for things. Amen. And so we need to get the win. And a lot of times people hear things and they think, oh, man, let's go do it. Let's go do it now. And you can make things happen for yourself. You can make it. You can, you can do it. But once you start doing it, you're going to have to always do it. You can get around the right people, say the right thing, you know, rub shoulders with the right person, and it can get you in a place that you want to go, but then you're going to have to use your own ability to stay there. Amen. Amen. I would rather let God promote me in His timing and His way. Amen. Hallelujah. Because once you do that, you've got to always be working at it. Always be working at it so you don't lose your position, so you don't lose your place. And, but with God, all you have to do is love on Him and, and listen to Him and obey Him, and he'll, he'll get you where you need to be. Amen? Let's look uh, this morning, let's go to uh, John chapter 7. Hallelujah. The timing of God. Hallelujah. Now, I don't think God's fast enough for any of us. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it's like, don't you know? Don't you know God? And God knows. Let's look at John chapter 7 and let's look at verse 1. Do you ever, well, there, there is, a, a, now, a, there is, a, I was thinking this morning, all of us cotton tops are on the front row here. But you weren't here. Yeah, so you're good. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't bristle up at me. Yours is white too. <laughs> Amen. I thought the cotton tops are here on the front row. Amen. John chapter 7, look at verse 1. And, uh, you know, Jesus... Jesus says, I only do the things that I see my father do. I only say the things my father tells me to say. And so don't you think that Jesus would be concerned about the timing of things too? Just not only what he says or he does, but concerned about the father's timing on things. Amen. John chapter 7 verse 1, it says, After these things Jesus walked in Galilee, for he did not want to walk in Judea, because the Jews sought to kill him. Well, that's a good I'd avoid that area too. And now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand, and his brothers therefore said to him, Depart from here and go into Judea, that your disciples also may see the works that you're doing. For no one does anything in secret while he himself seeks to be known openly. They didn't have a clue about Jesus, did they? His own family did not have a clue about Jesus. And he says, if you do these things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers did not believe in him. Well, that, that's a pretty profound statement there. And look at verse 6. Jesus said to them, my time has not yet come. But your time is always ready. Amen. I like one translation says that any time is right for you. 
Amen. In other words, they, they weren't concerned about God's timing. They weren't concerned about the timing uh, that God had or the things in their life. Uh, you know, they, they were operating as the world is. Amen. And so he, he says, you're not concerned about the time. Amen. Uh, and, and the Amplified Classic calls time opportunity. You know, when God opens up an opportunity for us, we ought to have sense enough to know it's time. Amen? Amen? That it's time. When an opportunity uh, opens up, we ought to know then it's the timing of the Lord. Amen? We don't want to be ahead of God. Amen? Because then we're out in front. But if we're behind a little bit, we can catch up. Amen? And so, but he says, you're not concerned about the timing of the Lord. Your time's always ready. And he goes on to, the, on to say, The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that its works are evil. <laughs> if you tell somebody they're evil, they don't like you. Even though it may be the truth. Amen. You go up to this feast. I'm not yet going up to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come. See, Jesus was aware of the time of the Father. Amen. And, you know, that's why only the Father knows when Jesus is coming back. Amen. Because Jesus would tell us. Amen. It says the Holy Spirit tells us of things to come. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look over here at verse 30. It says, therefore they sought to take him, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not, or one translation says his time had not yet come. Amen. They couldn't touch him. Amen. They couldn't touch him because the time had not come yet for him. The father's time had not come. Amen. Uh, let's look at uh, John 8. And Jesus is teaching in the treasury. Verse 20, John 8, verse 20. It says, These words Jesus spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no one laid hands on him. Why? For his hour had not yet come. Couldn't touch him. Amen. Couldn't touch him because it wasn't time yet. He knew the timing of the Father. Amen. He, he was, he, he, that was one of the things he was uh, not only doing what the Father did, saying what the Father says, but being aware of the time of the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. And isn't it interesting, it took him 30 years for to come into that place in his life. It took him 30 years of preparation for three, three and a half years of ministry. Amen. But that was the time of the Father. Amen. Let's look over at John chapter 17. Hallelujah. John chapter 17 and verse 1. See, there is times and seasons in our life. And we've got to know the time. We've got to know the season. We've got to know the time and the season in our churches. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we, got, we got to be aware of what God's wanting to do now. Amen. What is, what is he now? Or what's he preparing us for? Amen. John chapter 17, verse 1, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. 
glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. And so some translation says the time has come. In other words, he knew when it wasn't, but he knew when it was. Amen. We need to know when the time uh, is in our life and the t when the time is not in our life. Amen. Amen. Let's look, go over to, um, let's look over here at children, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 1. Hallelujah. You know, time becomes more precious to you as you, you get a little older. You know what I'm saying? There, there's some things I'm thinking, God, I know some things you've laid on my heart, but uh, let's get on with it. Right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Not, not that, that uh, you know, but let, let's get moving in this. Amen? Hallelujah. And uh, I remember one minister, he was turning 60. And I don't know why, but it freaked him out. You know, a hundred don't look too old right now. <laughs> right? I remember when I was 16, I thought 30 was over the hill. You had one foot in the grave. You were done for, gone, history. You know, and that was what I was thinking at 16. Well, then I got 30. I thought, oh, man, 60 looks over the hill. I don't, I don't. I don't know what 60 is going to look like. Well, now I'm at 67 and 100 looks pretty good now. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't be like our neighbor told Greg. Our neighbor told Greg he has two moves to make. One to the nursing home and one to the funeral home. What a, that's what he told him. What a plan. What a plan. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> got big vision, amen. The girls used to tease me and tell me that when I got older, they were going to put me in the wheelchair and scoop me around. And I said, you ain't putting me no place. That's right, you ain't putting me no place, amen. Uh, you're, you're not putting me no nursing home, you're not putting me no will. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Just lay down, <laughs> I had a, a lady that had cancer and her and her husband and I go visit them. They were in another city and I go visit them once a week. And uh, uh, so they went ahead and bought their plots at the cemetery. And uh, so he was telling me that they went out there and he laid down on the ground and told her, well, it fits. <laughs> yeah, he was checking to make sure it would fit and work before... They needed it, so praise the Lord, hallelujah, amen, but knowing the timing, amen, God says I can live as long as I want until I'm satisfied, and I'm not satisfied, amen, you know, this mentality is the world's mentality, that because you're older, you can't move, you got to be sick, you got to be broke, you got to be uh, drooling, you know, and this and that stuff. And that is the world's mentality. And we have to watch. We don't let it get in on us. Amen. It says that Moses was 120 years old and his eyes wasn't even bad. Amen. Amen. We've got to watch that. Hallelujah. You know, uh, uh, 
I, I used to go to a nurse practitioner. I've not been for a few years. Uh, my last time she was sick. And any time I went in there, I was going in to minister to her. And so, um, anyway, my um, blood sugar was a little high. And so she goes in this spill about going to put me on insulin, going to do all this and that and stuff. And, and after she gets all done, I said, well, can I just lose some weight? And she looks at me, well, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, so we go around every time I go in there. You know, we would, we would, you know, she was doing her best to, to um, uh, make me like everybody else. And I'm doing my best. I'm staying out of that. Whatever lifestyle change I have to make, I'm going to make. You know, whatever I've got to do, I will do. Amen. And uh, so the last time I was in there and uh, uh, she had somebody coming in to see her, uh, had lost... Um, uh, uh, his wife, and he just wanted to talk with her and visit with her. And so um, she, I was her patient before he come, and so I gave her scripture, how, you know, Jesus would heal the brokenhearted, and gave her a few scriptures. She says, good, good, she's writing it down. She says, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to use these to help him, you know. And so I thought, I'm helping her, which is fine, but I'm paying for this. <laughs> You know, she ought to be paying me and stuff. And so, uh, uh, anyway, we can't be thinking like the world thinks. We, and even concerning God's timing, we can't think like the world thinks. You know, they don't even think about the timing of God. They think that things just get lucky or, uh, you know, just coincidence or whatever. And, uh, but we, we need to be concerned about the timing of God in our life. And, and what God's doing as a whole. Amen. Now, we're, let's, let's talk about those children of Israel. You know, how they messed up. And, you know, here they are out there in the wilderness. And uh, we know that God sends in 12 spies. 10 comes back with an evil report. It's a report against the Word of God. Because God told them, go in, it's yours. You can take it. And, but he didn't tell them everything about them. I get so tickled when people get a word of, of a prophecy that you're going to have victory. And they're shouting and hollering. And I thought, you don't have victory without a fight. <laughs> you know? uh, and so uh, they, they come back with a, a report. We can't do it. There's giants in there. You know, it's just like God said, but we better not. And two come back and said, we can. We can go in there. We can do it. And so, you know, they didn't listen uh, to the two that said we could. They listened to the ten. And so, verse 28 of Deuteronomy chapter 1, it says, Where can we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying the people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to heaven. Moreover, we have seen the sons of the Anakim there. And I said to them, do not be terrified or afraid of them. You know what? Fear will put you in a wrong place. You, you, fear may come to you immediately, but don't let it stay. Nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. Uh, because you're then operating on the enemy's territory. Amen? We never stay in fear. Amen? We stay out of fear because fear and faith does not mix. And it didn't mix here. And it doesn't mix today. Amen? So we stay out of fear. You know, they, they got me on the airplane, and I love it now. 
I'm looking for places to go. Hallelujah. And I think all those years I let that hinder me from going any place. If I couldn't drive, I didn't go. And so that now my uh, our grandson, the oldest one, the, the 15, he's going to be going. They're all going to Florida uh, next week, Saturday. And I said, and first time he's on a plane. And I said, if it gets too much takeoff, grab Cannon's little blankie and put your head in it and scream. That's what I did. I mean, not loud enough they could hear me because I didn't want to get through off. <laughs> yeah, I was just getting started. And, uh, but you know what? And we were going here to Evansville, the airport. They, they brought out this rickety old thing that you got to climb up. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a walkway. But it, and that walkway, the wind was windy, and that walkway was saying, you're going to die. You're going to die. <laughs> then I get up to the door of the plane, and something on that, I think it was the engine over there on that wing, it was rickety, 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 rickety. Yes, you're going to die. And I get up to the door and I thought, you stupid thing, what are you doing? You know, you're not made for this. God didn't give you wings. What are you doing? <laughs> My youngest grandson, or well, yeah, he is, well, next to Josie, the boys. But uh, Cannon, he uh, told me I uh, hadn't seen him for a while and he came over Friday morning, and oh, he was just so happy to see me. I said, didn't you people ever let him talk? Because he was gone, 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 gone. And he says, Mamma, I'm going to jump off this building like Superman. I said, no, you can't. Yes, I can. I said, you can't. Why can't I? Because God didn't make you with wings. I said, you jump off. Because have you ever heard stories of kids trying that? Hopefully not adults. Hopefully they're smarter than that, but... Kids, and I said, you got to have a parachute. What's a parachute? Well, we had to find pictures on uh, the, the phone of parachutes and how parachutes work. Amen. But things will speak to you. Amen. And so I just got right on there and been on there, what, how many times now? Two or three? Two? Two? Yeah. And now they're leaving Saturday without me to my favorite place, Florida. I never thought I'd be a beach bum, but give me a, give me a thing and I'll just sit out there and I'll be a bum all I could be. Amen. Ocean roaring. Calmness, beach, the sun, getting baked like a potato. What more could you want? Then you get home and try and get these brown spots off of your face. Hallelujah. Sunspots. Amen. And uh, so back to the children of Israel. We, we've left them out here. And so they're letting fear get in their lives and they're not going. Eh? How many wants to go to Florida? Yeah, yeah. Have you got a church van here? We could load up. <laughs> you go in wintertime. Huh? You know, we went, Jessica and I went in uh, February and it was too cold to get in the water. And we laid on the beach, but I sure would like to get in that water. And then you come back and you see stories of these sharks. Boom, 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 boom. You know, and, and all these animals doing, and I just get at the edge. You know, so it's got to be something little if it's going to crawl up there. Amen. It'll have to be little. Cannon stepped on, what was it, a, a cra crab or something? Crab in the ocean. And he freaked out. Ah! <laughs> Get me 
out of here, you know. <laughs> and we couldn't convince him it wouldn't hurt him. And uh, so out he went. So anyway, they're afraid. They're not fear. They wouldn't go in, you know. And God pronounces, you know, he, God says, okay, this generation's not going to go in. You know, we'll let their children go in. Hallelujah. You know what? And that reminds me of something. You know, they didn't get to go in, but their children got to go in. Uh, since his hair has went white, well, it's been white. I covered it up. Now I'm getting all these old lady prophecies. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's going to go black. I want some younger prophecies. You know, you're going to have extended life. Well, I'm grateful I'm going to have extended life, but you don't tell somebody younger that. Amen. And so, so I, so I went to a meeting here a while back, and Miss Phyllis, when I seen her after that, she says, I knew you'd be mad. I was mad, because I had to talk with Jesus. I said, I'm tired of getting these old lady prophecies. Right? This is new to me. I want the, I want the younger prophecies. You got, you, got, you got everything before you and, you know, so on. And so I, I had a talk with Jesus. And, and of course, uh, it was probably a year ago, got that old lady prophecy. You're going to have extended life. And all oh, people, one older lady come up and says, I got that too. I thought, great. <laughs> <laughs> and she was probably about 10 years older than me. And I thought... We're, we're going we're gonna to live around here with all these youngins, you know. And so then uh, went to a meeting not too long ago and, and uh, started out real good. You've laid a foundation, you know. And I thought, well, well that's good. Well, you, your, your daughters, your kids are going to excel. Uh, I forget what else. I thought, it's not about those kids. Let them get their own prophecy. <laughs> Right? Uh, let them do like I did. Amen? Amen. Fight and, and pray and, and go on. Amen? Hallelujah. And uh, I, I, I went back and I thought, huh. Now, I'm glad things will be easier for them. I don't want things harder. But I'm not dead. I'm alive. I'm moving. I see Miss Phyllis, and Miss Phyllis says, it started out good, but I thought, oh, Debbie's not going to like this. <laughs> Debbie didn't like that. You know, and the youngest daughter was with me, and she thought, oh, Mom's not going to like that. You're right, Mom didn't like that. And, uh, and the oldest daughter, when she heard it, you know, and, of course, the youngest daughter had to tell the oldest daughter. And, oh, they're, woo, woo, yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 right, so. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. But the, I would have went in. Amen. I wouldn't have let my kids got to go someplace I didn't get to go. Right? Hey, when it comes to spiritual things, hallelujah. Amen. They're not going in a place I didn't get to go in first. Amen. And so God tells them they're not going in. Their children are going in. And only Joshua and Caleb is going to go in. Amen. And look at verse 41. Are you getting anything this morning? 
Hallelujah. Verse 41, it says, Then you answered and said to me, We have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight just as the Lord our God commanded us. And when every one of you had girded on his weapons of war, you were ready to go up into the mountain. And the Lord said to me, Tell them, Do not go up nor fight, for I am not among you, lest you be defeated before your enemies. So I spoke to you, yet you would not listen, but rebelled against the command of the Lord. See, God had a timing. God had a timing, a timing they were to go in, but they didn't go in. Now they decide they're going to go in. And he said, he said, and presumptuously, you went up into the mountain. Amen. In other words, you went out with, up into there without any authority to go. You weren't given authority to go. Your authority was back there when it was the timing of God. And I told you to go and you didn't go. Now you're going to go. And the timing is past to go. Right? Amen. And the, Amorite, and the Amorites who dwelt in that mountain came out against you and chased you as bees do and drove you back from Seir to Hermah. And then you returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not listen to your voice nor give ear to you. Amen? Hallelujah. They didn't go at the timing of God, so they thought we can go any old time. So we're going to go now. And guess what? God said, nope, nope, nope. Isn't that awful thing to miss your timing? You know, Jesus wept over Jerusalem. He says, you, you missed your day of visitation. I've, I've got it here. Let's see, where have I got it at? I've got it someplace here. Here it is. I've got a different translation of that scripture. And I thought it was so good. It says, and they will dash you, Jesus talking to Jerusalem, and they will dash you down to the ground, you Jerusalem and your children within you, and they will not leave in you one stone upon another, all because you did not come progressively to recognize and know and understand from observation and experience the time of your visitation. That is when God was visiting you, the time in which God showed himself gracious towards you and offered you salvation through Christ. Amen? That's Amplified Classic. In other words, you didn't come to progressively to recognize and know and understand from observation and experience. Amen? It, 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 takes, it takes a little knowing. The timing of God. We're, I'd say most of us in here are not new Christians. You know how new Christians are. They're baby Christians and they jump and run and, and do it everything and think everything's of God and everything's immediately and that. But when you've been around a while, you begin to recognize the timing of God. We re, you begin to recognize what God's doing. Amen? Hallelujah. Some places today, hallelujah, you know, uh, are, are trying... They're, they're not concerned with God's presence or God's anointed. They're anointing. They're more concerned of getting people in their doors. So we're going to be seeker friendly. You know, we're going to dress like we're 30 years old. You know, we're, we're going to dress hip. Well, the only thing, hip thing about me is right back here. Amen? <laughs> that's the only thing that's hip. Hallelujah. Uh, right? And I mean, we used to make fun when we were younger. We used to make fun of the older people that would try to dress like us. You know, with the, 
the gold chains and the shirt hanging open and, and uh, you know, the, the toupee on and stuff. And our, our, uh, our funeral director, uh, he's, he's gone now, but he used to wear a toupee and they said he got it caught in a tree one time. And that took care of the toupee. Amen. Gotta hold on to them rugs. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. If it is not attached, it'll come loose. Amen. My uh, my grandfather's funeral. There, there. They had a choir up there, and and we were sitting on the front row over to the side, and the choir come past us and one of the ladies lost her half slip and she just and I seen it go down and she just took her foot kicked it and kept on going it was loose and it came down amen so whatever's not loose you better hang on to it amen but see they didn't recognize the timing of God you know I I you know, there'll be a new thing, you know, new new young minister come out, and he's all hip and all this and that. And boy, they're having a move of God over there. Well, that move only lasts a short time. Well, what happened? It wasn't a move of God. They didn't recognize God, didn't recognize his anointing, didn't recognize the timing of things. Amen? Now, we're prepared. We need to know the season of life we're in. I'm not in my season. I'm done and through and over with. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I, I feel inside like I'm just getting started. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, we, we need to recognize that. We need to, to know what, what, time, what time is it in our life? What season is it in our life? What's God wanting me to do now? Amen. Hallelujah. What, what, what things has he gotten? You know, till I go to be with Jesus, I'm going to look for, for what else he's got for me. Amen. Amen. What else has he got for me to do? Amen. Hallelujah. And so we, we need to be aware of his timing. Amen. Uh, you know, I'm not, for time's sake, I'm not going to look there. But, you know, we, we see that God spoke to Abraham and Sarah and said at the, the appointed time. Next year, you'll have a child. And then later on in Genesis, it says, at the time God said. There's some things in our life that God has a timing for. So what do we do? We, we just don't sit down and do nothing. But we prepare ourselves. We pre prepare ourselves for our next timing, our next phase. What God's got in store for us, amen? We keep ourselves hooked up to Jesus. We keep listening to him. We keep following the Holy Spirit. We, we let him lead and guide us and direct us. And he'll take us right into whatever he's got for us. He'll take us into where and what and, and er, the why and everything. Amen. And we just have to, to follow him and let him lead and guide us. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, um, so, so many times we see, you know, young ministers. Boy, they jump out and they're just, they got the world by the tail. And then you wait a few years and you don't hear no, no more. Amen. Why? Because they didn't wait on God's timing. They didn't wait for... For God to promote them. Because the body of Christ will promote you real easy. They'll promote you real easy because they have no sense. <laughs> Discernment. 
<laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, and so we, we just have to wait. And God's got a time for things in our life. Amen. You know, I, I remember my oldest daughter um, waiting to get married. Um, how old was she when she got married? Was she 30? She's going to be 40. So, yeah, around 30. And, uh, okay. She was around 30, 31, someplace in there and stuff. And she was waiting on her husband. Now, what I mean by waiting, she wasn't sitting down doing nothing. And she wasn't out trying to find him like the world does. She wasn't dating every man that had pants on. That's the way we talk in Martin County. I don't know how you all talk down here. <laughs> I like my dad's advice. He used to tell my brothers growing up, and uh, uh, he says, uh, make sure anything you sleep with, you, don't, you, you can stand looking across the breakfast table at it. Yeah. So even Christians today... The way they're not waiting on God to bring their husband or their wife. We're going to go out there and test the waters. How many do you have to test? And then, then you get one that, oh boy, you just think, oh, they're just, they're just Prince Charming. Or boy, she's just Cinderella. And the next thing you know, it, it, it's a nightmare, amen? Because you didn't wait on God. So our oldest daughter, the youngest daughter, got married, you know, and uh, before the oldest. And, uh, and so, you know, and then here all of our older daughter's friends are getting married. And here she is still single. And she wanted to be married. But she wanted to be married to the right one. And so uh, she wanted to be married to the right one because uh, you, you can just open yourself up to a whole bunch of stuff if you don't wait for the right one. And so uh, I remember uh, Pastor Mark gave her a word um, at a church. Uh, he was preaching there, and we were there, and he gave her a word concerning her husband that God was working on him, and uh, he'd be bringing him, you know, in her life and stuff, something like that. And so six years go by, and she says, well, either off, he's awful dumb, he ain't getting it, or he don't have GPS to know where Lagodi's at. <laughs> yeah, she did, didn't she? What'd she tell you? Yeah, well, nowhere. It was like he, he was just the messenger. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't hurt the messenger, you know. <laughs> but if you know Jessica, she went after him because he was a messenger, you know. And uh, so uh, then the first thing when he did come, the first thing, and she knew that that was him, uh, that that was her husband, the first thing she asked him, where you been? And he lived right outside Lagodi. She says, didn't you have GPS to know where Lagodi's at? You know, and, uh, but uh, he had some things and he wasn't right with God and he had some things he had to work at. Ladies, are you ignorant? Of getting with the guy to fix him? You're not his mama. You're not his savior. Boy, I'm just hitting every place here this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, well, I'll get married, then he'll get saved, and uh, I can fix him. 
oh, you're, you're, you're crazy. You're, you are crazy. There's certain things that Greg and I have been married how long? 42 years. There's certain things that we still do that probably irritates him and things he does that irritates me. And it's not been fixed over 40 years. <laughs> he just got... <laughs> That's why I was getting ready to say, you're not fixing it. Amen. You learn to live with it. Amen. <laughs> Don't call me for marriage counseling. <laughs> Amen. But I, I don't understand that thinking. I don't understand that thinking. Amen. They won't go to church with you. They're not serving God. They And you do. And then what do you think you're doing? You're... you're, you're you're setting yourself up for the enemy. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, if, if if you you know if you want a husband or a wife, make sure it's God's timing. God's what God's got for you. Amen. Amen. There's nothing wrong with that. Or if you decide you just you just like it by yourself, then praise God. God will give you the grace to be by yourself and live by yourself and have a good, happy life. Amen. Amen. I'd rather have be by myself and have a good, happy life than be married wrong and have a miserable life. Amen. Amen. Well, since we've took care of all that. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. Been pastoring for 28 years and used to, when I would uh, go someplace to preach, I'd put it in the bulletin. Now, I just surprise them. Because those people are not going to show up at church because they think that I'm having a day off. So they're going to have a day off. But I'm at another place preaching, you know. Uh, and a lot of times we found out that people considered our church their home church by reading their obituary. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Well, you, Yeah, I didn't know they go there, yeah. Years ago, you know, 15 years ago maybe, you know, and stuff. But, uh, uh, you know, praise the Lord. <laughs> what can you say? What can you say? People are hungry. People are hungry. That's my confession. People are hungry. People are hungry. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, you know, um, I, you know, we we were just hungry. You know, when we got saved, we sit in the back row. Then we, you know, knew God was doing some things, so we got up as close as we could because I wanted to see it for myself. I did not want to miss anything. Amen. I did not want to miss anything. If God was doing something, I wanted to see it. I wanted to be right there. And, uh, and, and so, you know, we, we, every time the church doors opened, we were there. Amen. We didn't miss church. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, we, we were always at church and still, you know, <laughs> I had one lady ask me one time. She says, um, I believe God's called me to preach and she didn't go to my church, but I knew her. And um, I, I had ministered to her in jail and she got out and and was doing real good and and but she just not faithful 
and her attendance was even her attendance was even worse and and I just knew she wasn't faithful to God and so she says um I believe I'm called to preach she says what would you advise that I do I said how about show up for church that took care of that counseling session I have short sessions amen you know I'm 67 I don't have time to mess around with you Let's get straight to the point, let's get it figured out, and let's move on. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it's kind of like Greg and I, we got into a discussion. <laughs> and so um, I, I corrected something, and Greg went behind me, and he told this person, oh, it wasn't that bad. And so... He says, it, it was good. And so, so we got home and I said, Greg, why'd you tell him that? Well, I'm trying to encourage him and do. I said, but it was a lie. And, and see, that's the pastoral in me and maybe 67 years old. Let's just get to the point. Let's get it corrected and do, you know. Uh, let's let's get it taken care of. It's kind of like the story the the bridesmaid come out of the bathroom and had her her skirt up in her underwear, you know, and she walks down the aisle, and uh, everybody looks and snickering, but nobody tells her till she gets up front, and then somebody told her, Amen. Let, let's you know, let's get things corrected, right? You know, we don't want anybody with their dress up in their underwear, Amen. <laughs> So let's just get things corrected right off, you know. So that's Greg, Greg pouring in the grace. And me as the pastor, no, that ain't going to go. Amen. We ain't doing that. Amen. And so, um, hallelujah. If, if they want grace, they run to him. If they want, want it like it is, they run to me. And so uh, I don't do much counseling anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. So we, we've really got to be aware of God's timing in our own life. And uh, I, I know we all can get antsy. We can all get antsy. There's things that, and a lot of times we get antsy and we're birthing that thing. Amen. We're birthing that thing. Amen. We'll get antsy and we think, oh my, you know, and you, you ever got it? You know what antsy means here, don't you? Yeah, you, you get, you know, and what happens, you're birthing that. You're praying. You're birthing that. You're getting that thing ready for you. Amen. Till, till God says it's the time. Amen. And so, uh, you know, we, we have to just trust in his timing. Just trust in his timing, trust in his, his season in our life, amen, and, uh, and whatever he's up to, amen. We just stay hooked up and we'll recognize this is God. An opportunity arises, this is God, amen, hallelujah. Make sure it's the opportunity that God's opened the door, amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening.